You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Hello, welcome to the Womanpreneur Podcast. I'm Amanda McEwen, and with me as always... Hi! Melissa Motes. Melissa Motes here. Yeah. I just wanted to throw in my Wayne's World reference since all of my references are old. It's cool. I love love the way we reference things. Thank you. Thank you. So what are we going to talk about today? I think today we're going to talk about the power of words and um, the the power we give words. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So uh, what, what do you think about the power of words? Well, I think words are very powerful and they can be used for good or for evil. <laughs> and that's not just in the way you're talking and communicating with other people, but it's also how you're, what you're telling yourself. What story are the words that you're putting out there, whether you're saying them out loud yeah. or whether you're just thinking them inside, what does that do to you overall? What, what message are you putting out in the world? And what are you telling yourself? Yeah. And how that can be both empowering in some cases or very limiting in others. Yeah, because we all have an internal narrative. And mm-hmm. it's like, is your internal narrative one of love? And are you high-fiving yourself? And uh, is it full of a lot of self-love? Or is there a lot of negative talk going on inside your head? Mm-hmm. And what's going on inside of here uh, is what oftentimes will you know, come across our lips and is what we're speaking. And we're given all those words, a lot of power. And a lot of times I think it's completely, it's subconscious. I don't think a lot of us know how we're representing ourselves with words until somebody points it out and you think about it. So hopefully that's what we can do a little bit of here is give some examples and, and ways in which we're putting the wrong message out there. That's not serving us. Yeah. So being, uh, a woman business owner, both of us being, you know, women business owners, one of the things that we were discussing earlier was just the way we communicate, you know, with clients. And oftentimes we feel like, um, we we both have read a lot of emails from men and women that can have a real apologetic tone, um, or, you know, I'm sorry to bother you, but, or, you know, that was one thing that we were just talking about a couple yeah. of minutes ago. Well, I've noticed it a lot in the, you know, the, again, we've talked about communication, but in the written form, unfortunately, I see this more with women, the way, you know, we're, we're nicer in general. It's, you know, we come across, we're trying to take your feelings into consideration, but what happens in business when you're putting an email out there and it opens with, I'm sorry to bother you, but well, are, are you sorry? And are you bothering them? Like you're, you're emailing it in any way. So right. you're starting off with an apology and that can be, it comes from, it's a negative place to start. Yeah. And instead of just getting to your message and the word just is used a lot and it can be used as timid and it can be used as passive aggressive, but, oh, well, I just wanted to know this or yeah. And so I, I had read an article a while back about that word and it, it really clicked. It was a long time ago. I wish I knew where it came from or more about it. But I started to pay attention to that and how I am communicating because it, it, a lot of the ways in which people are writing, it, it puts you forth as insecure or timid or unsure of yourself. Exactly. And when you're, when you need to be taken serious in business, you need to project confidence and, Mm -hmm. and be direct. I've been told that 
my emails are assertive in a positive way, I think for the most part. But I've, you know, I've, sometimes people send me written documents and have me clean them up or edit them or, you know, make them sound a little better. It's a thing that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing, like I, I had taken a, somebody's email and basically took out a lot of the fluff partially because it was too long. And we've talked about being more direct and to the point and making concise. it concise. And also there was a lot of, oh, if it's not a bother or if, you know, I, it was just a lot of apologizing un- mm-hmm. and, and being unsure. And like, you need to be clear of what you're asking for. Get to the point. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the word concise keeps popping in my head. Brevity, um, especially in business. Uh, and when you're doing a, a, a business email or you're negotiating rates or you are uh, rescheduling you know, something or you need to set up a time for something, you need to get to the point of when you are available, not when you're not available. Yes. Um, if you're negotiating rate, you don't need to apologize for anything. I think it's one of those things, or even when I've had to ask people to pay me who haven't paid me, you can be polite about it, but you don't need to apologize for asking someone, you know, wh- why they haven't paid you or when, when you can expect to be paid. Um, they're, they're, they're being a, a direct mm-hmm. is, is a good thing. You can be kind and you can be direct and you can also do it without apologizing. Right. And I, I think there's a lot of times when people try to explain, and that's what you just triggered with me. It's that explanation that's way too long. And that comes across as you're making excuses for yourself mm-hmm. to where it's, you know, sometimes it's important to explain why you're going to be late for something or why you can't do something a lot of times it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so in that, uh, what did you just say? I lost my train of thought again. No, I was talking about when you email someone. Oh, and you're, so you're trying to say, oh, you know, my I'm not available on this day or this day or this day. Nobody, like they don't need, we don't need to know that you're going to a doctor and you're getting this thing Go done. Go to the dog groomer and, and. Doesn't matter. Just let me know when you are available, mm-hmm. positive, are, yes, yes, available. Let me know that. And the other stuff, yeah, maybe keep that to yourself or, or tell your personal contacts what you're doing. You know, it's, it's fine again, but in business, there's, you kind of have to take a lot of that stuff out of the way. I think it's respecting, you know, the other person that you're doing business with, um, or even in, you know, your personal life. Um, if someone asks you a direct question, it's really important to give them that answer or if you're the one initiating the, you know, the correspondence, getting to the point, of course, you know, you can always have a nice warm greeting up top, but it's kind of dive right into um, what it is that you're, you're reaching out to them for. Personally, this is my thing. The longer the email, I'm going to come back to it. I like to read all the emails in my inbox that are a lot more, you know, um, just specific and focused in a few lines. And I literally can cruise through and answer all the emails that, you know, to the people who are asking me direct questions or I'm, you know, doing quotes with for voiceover work or, you know, people who are asking me very specific things. Um, but when I have to read a novel and try to understand, you know, what somebody's getting to or alluding to, it's very, it's time consuming. And then I'm trying to find the little <laughs> the point. <laughs> the little nugget of what they're call, you know, what they're yeah. reaching out about, 
in a sea of words. That's, so you know, if if you're asking for something, yeah. which most emails are, you're or you're communicating something. Mm-hmm. If you're not clear and all, you need that giant explanation. How is the person on the other end supposed to? understand or agree with you because that you're not portraying that confidence. It's, you know, if if you're asking for a break, you know, oh, I have to, I'm going through this whole personal situation and all of this stuff. We can sympathize with that, but if really all it is, is you need to miss a class or you need to, whatever it is, just kind of get to that and you know, it, it's just a way, it's a way of portraying yourself and yeah. being more confident. And especially when you are asking for something, are you asking for a raise or a promotion? You need to be confident in why you deserve those things. And so if your communication in person or however it is, is, you know, riddled with uh, apologies, and I know I'm asking for a lot or all of that, all you're doing is giving them reasons why they shouldn't help you. And that comes back to how powerful little words can be. Where And it is tough because you have to draw that line between being overly aggressive and then turning people yeah, off. Yeah, you want to still have, you know, your personality of who you are and your communication style to come through. But I just think in general... Um, Ideas can be expressed without apology and without a whole lot of extra fluff. And I I think challenge yourself to say, if I were able to say this in three sentences, this, everything that I need to get across in this email, how can I bring this you know, across in three sentences? Or your elevator speech, um, you know, the idea is if you were on an elevator and you were going to pitch an idea to someone or share something with someone, what's the, the, the you know, uh, cut down version of from the first floor to getting to maybe the 30th or 50th floor, what would you tell them? How could you get it across in a minute, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, words have power. And there are a lot of different places we can take this conversation about the power of words. Um, One of the things we were talking about earlier was um, the word, you know, trying, you know, we were talking about that. And um, my voice over students oftentimes say, I'm trying to become a voice actor, I'm trying to voice act. No, you're doing. Uh, you already are. And I always say, give yourself permission to say, I am in the present tense. I am a voice actor. Or if you are studying photography, you say to your, you, you should say, I am a photographer. Mm-hmm. You may be at a certain stage in your journey as a photographer. Uh, you may be a beginner photographer or a beginner voice actor, or you maybe be a, a, a um, beginner at, you know, fill in the blank. I don't know. But whatever it is, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner or if you've been doing it for 40 years. Like that doesn't really put you, you're not more of a photographer than that other person. Sure. And it's more of that, again, the confidence and making declarations and putting it out there and being proud instead of being so timid. And that it it all kind of goes back. I don't know why we apologize so much for being who we are, for being confident, for being proud, all of those things. Like, why is it so 
difficult. I know I don't feel like you and I struggle with this too much. We just see we, other people struggling with it. and But it, there, it, it, I don't think it's always been that way. We had to get to a point to where we were comfortable enough to be that way. But I, th I think the more as you know, you mentor your voice actor students or I work with people in their businesses, we see the repetition of these common, you know, the just Themes. this constant just of people feeling they're not worthy. And I, I don't like it and I want to help it. And I don't know where it stems from for everybody. I think it's a different place. Yeah. But words, and even when you think in your personal life or your relationships or however it is, your words have a lot of impact. You can choose words that lift people up or you can choose words that put people down. And there's also, you know, on the reverse, again, what are what is the story we're telling ourselves? You know, are we being kind to ourselves or are we putting ourselves down? Yeah. And it makes me sad. I, I want everybody to just be happy and confident and comfortable and, Absolutely. and unapologetic for going after the things that you want. Yeah, go after them and... Uh, you know, just feel so good about what you're doing. And, you know, I was just talking to one of our students today, um, Monsi. Hi, Monsi. I Hi, hope Monsi. you're listening. And she was sharing that she was enjoying our podcast too, which we really appreciate. Um, but Monsi was saying to me, she really loved, you know, some of the things that we were touching on and talking about. And if anything, you guys, it's food for thought. You know, we're not here posing as, you know, experts on every subject that we are sharing about. A lot of the stuff that we're touching on, we're talking about things that have served us really well or things we see, you know, or things we've learned along the way, things we're still learning along the way because I am a, I remain a humble student of my craft as a voice actor, and I remain a humble student of life. <laughs> but I, I, I do want to politely disagree on one thing. Oh, sure. Uh, I do believe that we are experts at this. Yeah. And I'm not to say that we know more than anybody, not sure. that at all. Sure. But the reason that I do well in business is I am an expert in this stuff. The reason yeah. you do well in voiceover That's true. Maybe is I'm not giving myself enough credit. You are credit. an expert in it. And yeah. that's not actually coming from me. That's actually my friend Danny that I work with on a lot of this stuff. As she's, you know, shifted my mindset. Yeah. It's like you need to you know, position yourself as the expert in this Absolutely. field because that's what you are. And so, yeah. it's, you know, well, and that's, but it's a great example because sure. we say things like that all the time, yeah. all of us, you and I included, sure. that is maybe not as strong of a word choice as we could be making. Sure. No, I think that's a really good point. And I guess where I'm going with it is that there are definitely areas and things that we've talked about where I feel super strongly, um, you know, uh, experienced in, and I feel like I've really navigated through and I've, you know, I've really got this major handle on, you know, mm -hmm. certain things that I've, we've talked about. And then other things I feel, you know, good about, and I, I'm still finding my way through. Um, so I guess that's where I'm coming mm -hmm. from. It's one of those things where, I just want to really help everyone um, find their way. And what I was getting to about Monsi and our conversation that we had this morning was she was just basically saying how she felt so good listening to some of the ideas we were talking about, and she, she got a lot out of it, and it was really uplifting for her. And I said, that's so great. I said that our whole goal of this podcast is to build community mm -hmm. and for you know everyone to feel so good about um, you know having a 
place that they can share ideas and get information and, um, you know, share about what works for them. And I said, you know, I grew up, fortunately, with a lot of supporters and people around me who were very loving and very encouraging. And I just kind of thought everybody had that, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was naive. <laughs> I was naive in my, in my, because oh, I didn't have, would it be if that were the case? But that's exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as I was growing up, I was like, well, you know, I would meet other people who were telling me things like, you know, no, you know, they didn't have people cheering them on in their, in their home or their family or supporting them in their ideas. And I, I was shocked by that. You know, mm-hmm. this is, you know, me being a kid and a teen, But by the time I was 20 or in my early 20s, I really, really realized how lucky I was to have people saying to me words like, yes, and you can do that. And, um, you know, you're beautiful. I remember my, my Bubba, my Croatian grandmother, always telling me, you know, how beautiful I was every time she saw me and, and you know, in times of when I was really insecure and awkward in my teen years, you know, man, you, it, it really helps to hear, you know, when you're not, you're not sure of yourself, right. how, you know, um, how beautiful, you know, I was or how smart I was or how, what great things I was doing or what a good girl I was. That was one that my Bubba used to say to me all the time. She used to say, you're such a good girl. You're such, she'd say, you're as good as a piece of bread. And <laughs> that's when, pretty good. When you're, <laughs> I'm talking great. good bread. Right? <laughs> and, um, but you know what it is, is there was, she was also doing something that was genius. She was in her, in her love and encouragement, in, in her um, lifting me up on this pedestal, she was also making me responsible, I think, mm-hmm. to be to be good, you know, to do good. And she would tell me, you're such a good role model for your younger brothers and sisters. You're such a leader. You're so strong. And, you know, and it's not just about, you know, like when she would say beautiful, she, it wasn't just physical beauty. It was, you know, you are a beautiful person. You're a beautiful human. And all of that, I think, to me, uh, was really making mm-hmm. me feel responsible to be those things. I wanted to be those things right. that she was telling me. So those are that's another example of giving words power. And so the words you're saying to other people, uh, to to love, to inspire, to lift up, um, it can go so far. It can help mm-hmm. someone grow in such a big way. So, and that's. So that's- great examples of how words have power. And it's the same. And I'm finding these similarities. Like my parents were very supportive. And I know one of the things that I always remember is they never said that my, like my brother and I, we didn't have to be the best. They just said, as long as you try your best, as long Mm -hmm. as you do your best, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you have to get straight A's, but you know, make sure that you're putting the effort into it. And that we didn't have the pressure that a lot of people have of unrealistic expectations. You know, my brother and I did really well in school, which probably helped, but we never felt, well, you have to do this thing. You have to be this thing. They always gave us the freedom to do the things that we wanted to do. And they allowed us to figure out who we are for ourselves. Mm -hmm. That is huge. And, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, didn't have that experience. And so in those cases, I think it becomes important to get out of your head and unlearn the things that maybe were programmed into you from a younger age, which might, you might not even be aware of that they're in there. 
But then by choosing to surround yourself with people who use positive words around you or they're going to lift you up, try to be conscious of, you know, what words are the people in your in your circle? What are they telling you? Are they are they confirming your worst fears about yourself? Because if they are, they probably shouldn't be in that circle. Absolutely. Or are they pushing you to get better or be better or take credit for all the great things that you're doing? Yeah. Like Melissa Modes does for me. She's a good one to have. Mm. But that it, it's a thing. You know, you are very good at the reinforcement and pointing out how good others are, yeah. what they're doing well. You're very honest too. Yes. You don't sugarcoat anything. You don't have a problem being tough when the situation calls for it. And I think that's very important too. You can be strong and um, and you know direct and get to the mm-hmm. point, but you can also do it from a place of love and a place of kindness. Um, but you know, speaking of of being supportive and and the word love, that's another really strong word that. Um, it's so funny to me because uh, a lot of people squirm at that word or have a really hard time saying it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a word I've used very freely in my life and I feel very comfortable with. And I mean, I tell people if I'm feeling in my heart love for that person, I mean, I have no problem to say, I love you or I absolutely love you. Mm-hmm. I adore you. Um, I have no problem. And some people might even think that, you know, like, this chick hardly knows me. How can she say she loves me? Or, you know, <laughs> what what's up with that? Or it makes people feel really uncomfortable. Sometimes people say, thank you, <laughs> you know, when I tell them I love them. <laughs> but you know what it is? I just have a lot of love in my heart. Yeah. And I'm really comfortable expressing love and I'm really comfortable saying what's on my mind, um, especially when it's coming from a place of love. And I mean it. Um, yeah, she's a hugger. I'm a hugger. <laughs> I will get you. And it's sad though because people don't have a problem saying the word hate. They throw that word around all the time. I'm very conscious of using the word hate. And usually when I do, I even preface it with, I don't use this word lightly. Mm -hmm. There are not really a lot of things that I feel that strongly about that I'm going to use a word like that. But it's it ties into what we say about being positive and and shifting the focus to those. Because really hate can't live where love lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if you've got, if you're really big on love, it's going to be really like maybe not even a drop of hate in there. Maybe like half a drop. So half a drop of hate. Don't, just kick just, the hate. Yeah, just, just kick the hate to the curb. Mm-hmm. Who's got time for that? It, it, it's it's just one of those things where um, check the vibe of your tribe. That's one thing check I was going to. That's one thing I was going to say when you were talking earlier about people who are around you mm-hmm. and and people who are lifting you up or uh, or maybe pulling you down. But it's there, you know, we're talking about how words have power and that it's one of those things. The reason I I hesitate here for a moment is because I hear this a lot and I don't like it is when people say, well, he made me feel this way or she Mm, made me do this or you make me, you give power to somebody else. And I, I understand where you're coming from. You feel a certain way as a result of your communication with a person, whatever the situation was. But that person did not make you feel any way. It's very, again, subconscious, but it is a choice how you choose to react to something. Absolutely. And that, you are in control of your own emotions mm-hmm. and no one can make you feel any way. Right. And don't give them the power to. Yep. You authorize that. Right. 
And yeah. so it's easier to just say that, like, oh, well, we got in this argument and, and she said this and I, you know, she just made me feel awful about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the words that that person used, you, you reacted to those words, but you reacted to yeah, that. Absolutely. And I know, again, with my being a robot and not the most emotional person in the world, it's easier for me to say things like that sure. because I don't, I, you know, I try to be very objective well, about it whenever possible. It's a big pill to swallow right. because not everyone wants to be, to take responsibility for their emotions. Right. And, um, and it's easier to blame another person mm-hmm. than it is to say, oh man, that's on me to decide how, if I'm going to allow to make this make me feel mm-hmm. a certain way, you know? And I found that a lot of times when people are using words in a way that they're trying to bring somebody else down, it's really not about the person on the other side of that. It's really internal. It's insecurity. It's jealousy. It's all of these negative things that they're projecting onto somebody else. Yeah, like they say, there's this old saying I picked up somewhere along the line is when you point your finger at someone else, don't forget that there are three pointing back at you, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's, it's an interesting little observation. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a, a deep one. I, I'm fascinated with psychology and Me just too. the what drives humans and why do we think the way we do and why are so many, like even within my own family, how is it that some of us are so similar and some are nothing alike? Like mm-hmm. how, does, how does all of that even work? Why does my brain work this way and somebody else's doesn't? Like why is that thing clear for somebody else and doesn't make any sense to me? It's it is pretty fascinating, but I think that's what has helped me in this because I look at things so objectively and I'm able to separate the emotion from a situation and think, okay, I'm feeling this way after this happened. Why? It's mm-hmm. a lot of internalizing, which is easy for me. To, again, I, being an introvert, I spend a lot of time alone and it, that... I love that though. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm able to sort of dissect what and digest, right. let things marinate. And, and I and I do that internally before I then put my own words out to others because I, I want to make sure that I'm being clear mm-hmm. and that I'm being accurate and that I'm not using words. I mean, we all have been in a situation where things get heated and you say something that sure. you don't mean, or maybe it's something you mean, but you would never have said right. like that respond, way. Like respond versus react, right? right? Yep. So reacting is when you do that, you know, really quick mm-hmm. response. Re- is it, or am I saying it backwards? Respond versus react. It, the, the idea, think, yeah. yeah, the idea is, yeah, I think it's responding right. is, you know, when you do something really quick, or is it reacting? <laughs> Crap. Where's our fact checker? But you Friends guys know where I'm going today. with this. Yeah. But yeah. The, the whole concept is one is where you do something very quickly. And it's, I, I think that's more of a, maybe that's the reaction and responding is when you give yourself that time to, you know, let something marinate and, um, you know, then, then you go ahead and respond. You have that, that opportunity to think something through and right. feel your way through it and have that moment to cool off before you just, you know, say something you really wouldn't say normally. And you have to be really careful with that in business. In your, in your personal life, you might, 
you know, lose a friend or a relationship or something might happen. Or in a business relationship, because sometimes people will respond very quickly to an email uh, that they take very personally in business. And, you know, maybe it's something over money or Mm -hmm. over, uh, you know, there's so many different examples that are popping in my head right now. It is, it is respond versus react. (laughs) Sorry, I was really thinking about clarity now. I do, I do. Sorry, I got lost in the moment. Um, But reacting is, it's reactionary is really fast, but responding is giving yourself that opportunity to, you know, to think it through. So even in like business, if somebody writes you an email and you're just like, what, you know, it maybe spikes your blood pressure. (laughs) Don't, don't write that person back right away. Give it it a minute to give it a day to marinate and think your words through before you respond. And I feel usually when that happens, that's when it's good to have that friend or that person that you invent to. <laughs> yeah. I know you and I have had a lot of conversations yeah. where it's, you know, there, I, I know there was one time I even said, I know you're going to be in the car because you're going to drive home after a class. Could you just call me? Because I had an email I needed to respond to. And I, it was one that I had I'd been sitting on for a few hours before I had even sent you a text message. And, and I was just like, I need, I need to verbally get what I need to say out of the way so I can allow myself to write a response. polite response. Because it was just, a, it was an, a situation that was uncalled for that I, and it, it had a few things that were going on that week that just all happened all at once. And I, it was that point where I knew, like, I probably if I were to respond directly to this person at that time, the words were not going to be positive. So I was going to talk to Melissa because she knew the background of all of it. And it was easy Sometimes to need, get that out and, and even preface it with, I need to vent at you for yeah, a minute. Yeah, so that's what I was just going to say. This isn't directed at you. This is not like, yeah. I just, I'm in this, I'm, I'm frustrated and I'm feeling it. So please give me permission to let this out for a couple minutes. I call that uh, a moment where we all have to check ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. We have to check ourselves. Am I hungry? Um, You know, am I having a bad week? Are other circumstances in life, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, kind of having an impact on my, um, you know, my my perception of this 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 uh, uh, situation, but. Other times, it's good to have one or two close confidants that you can say, I checked myself. <laughs> now I want, <laughs> I want you to check me, <laughs> right. you know, and make sure. Um, so that, that's a case of, of that. And then when knowing that about yourself, like I know that when I'm hungry, it's not the best time for me to have a, a serious conversation. Sure. And it was, it's funny. I don't get grumpy very often, but that is one thing. If I'm hungry, that if, like that's the closest I'm going to come to getting a sort of short with people. And I, when I used to work in an office, I used to tell them like, look, if I'm ever, if I snap at you, you need to tell me to eat something. And I said, and I'm probably going to get mad that you even suggest that I eat something. I'm going to get defensive about it, but I will listen to you and then I will eat and things will be okay. I'm like, but you need, you need to call me out on it because I might not be aware that it's happening. But knowing those things about yourself and knowing that your mood there's so many different things that factor into that. Why not give the other people in the world the benefit of the doubt to say, mm, you know, these words are being said, but maybe they don't, the, the power that I'm giving them, maybe that's not what the intention is. Maybe that person was having a bad day. We don't know what's going on in anyone else's personal lives most of the time. So to make a snap judgment in the negative to say, right. oh, that person was so rude or so inconsiderate or they must be this, we don't know. Most often the words that we're, we're reading or 
receiving the mood or the mindset we're in is what we're really reflecting on to, to onto the words, you know, it's, it's more, it's more us, you know, than it is the other person. So, you know, that's something to remember. It was just, this made me think of, you know, there was a situation with uh, somebody that I worked with at this office and she didn't like me before I was even hired. And I was the, the owner of the company had warned me about this. She's like, he said, this girl is not going to like you. So, well, that's a weird thing to say. Why? I'm like, well, she wanted this job. Okay. I, and I, I got that. That made sense. Like I'm walking into a situation where there is somebody who has a grudge against me, has nothing to do with me. She didn't know me. It wasn't my personality. She just felt that, you know, she was deserving of this situation and made it very clear in the beginning that I was not, um, she was not my fan. She, you know, and it, I, but I never got the opportunity to get to know her because she came in with those blocks up. Sure. And there are a lot of people like that in the world and they'll say things and they'll try to get under your skin and it it all comes from their own insecurity. And I don't like to play games. So, well, I guess I, maybe this was my version of playing the game. I was so nice to her. Oh, obnoxiously nice because she would say those things and it was very obvious. She wanted to start some drama. She, you know, was sort of that person that planted the seeds and gossiped a lot and tried to make conflicts so she could sit back and watch. There's a lot of people like that in the world. Mm-hmm. My way of handling people like that is kill them with kindness. 100%. And I, like she would call, we, we worked in different buildings and she would call and I would make her stay on the phone with me and I would just compliment and be nice. And what happened very quickly is she gave up mm-hmm. and, you know, we still work together, but she gave up on trying to cause drama because she realized it wasn't going to happen. I didn't give her power to do that. Absolutely. And we ended, we got along fine. You're not always going to like the people that you right. do business and with. I think it happens. It's true. I always definitely believe in, in kindness. Kindness will always kind of win in those situations, but it's true because it's <laughs> exhausting. So mad it's exhausting. <laughs> and, and it's like, just choose not to participate right. also in any yeah. of the, the negativity. Um, I just, I really love the idea of just all of us lifting each other up. I do you know, too. it's like, I want to put people I love and I care about on a pedestal. And You're really I think, good at that. thank you. But it's like, but you know, what's really infectious about it is when you really care about someone and you put them on a pedestal and you lift them up, it, it creates this, this um, feeling that they want to just reciprocate. They want to do the same for you. And then it's just that pay it forward effect of kindness. And it feels good. It feels good to say something nice to someone. It yes. feels good to encourage someone. Um, but when, you, when you're saying something bad or you're partaking in the drama or those other things, it's very much, it, I, I don't like the way that it makes me feel. Like mm-hmm. I'll go back to when I was a teenager and, you know, you all, we all have those learning experiences, you know, where people are gossiping or whatever. And it's, it's just one of those things where even being around other people who are doing it, you don't even have to be participating in it. I, I just remember the way it made me feel. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's just so not my, my jam. That's that not icky? my style. Hashtag icky. Made me feel <laughs> icky. But- but but I do know how I feel when um, I'm I'm encouraging someone or I'm giving them love um, in in various ways, and it's just 
the world needs more of that. The yeah. world me- needs more of, you know, um, if you see somebody having a rough day, uh, you know, even if mm-hmm. it's somebody you don't know, a smile or interacting a little bit with them, put your phone down, you know, <laughs> go no over kidding. and say, um, I don't know, I like talking to all the cashiers when I'm I, at, I do the same. Yeah. How, and you know what I say to everyone I come into contact with? This is just my thing because I like to do it. I'm not saying it's, you know, I need some kind of like award for this, but I like to just say to people, hey, how's your day going? And people mm-hmm. a lot of times are I, like, how's my day going? The people I don't know. And isn't it weird? Isn't it weird? It's like, like it's such a foreign concept yeah. that you, a stranger, might actually care. Yeah. Same thing. I, it happens to me. I And I, there's a friend of mine, like we, we meet at this juice bar every every so often. And, you know, she came in one time and I was just chatting. I don't know who the person was. I was just chatting. Like, do you know that person? I was like, no. And it's the thing where people sometimes think that I'm shy and I'm not. I'll talk to anybody. And I find myself self-doing that, I just start conversations with people, Mm -hmm. even knowing that I'm never going to see this person again. And this might be one minute of the day, but it's because, you know, you see those people at, I I do this, especially at the DMV. I do it at places where people are traditionally mean, like the port, you know, when you call customer service, because there's a problem, the person on the other end of the phone, they're not the ones that made the mistake. They didn't set out to get you. So I always make an effort. Yeah. <laughs> to be very polite and very kind. And it's yeah. that same thing. Like it, cause that, because I know that words have such power, saying one nice thing or even just giving somebody attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know what's going on inside, but maybe that little conversation shifted things. And I've seen it happen. You know, you can see body language and how it shifts and the cashier at the store is going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you stop and have that conversation and they, they you know, you hear the sigh of, you know, sort of letting some of that out. And I, I do go through the self-checkout a lot. And sometimes I'm just not in the mood to talk to people. And I don't mm-hmm. want, if I'm not in that mood to, you know, it, it's just easier. Like, I'm not going to bother somebody with, you know, my silence or whatever it might be. But I, sure. I, I can choose. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I just think, you know, what kind of what kind of words are you choosing? You know, what is... What are you saying to people you have business relationships with? Are you coming off uncertain, apologetic, unsure? Are you maybe coming on too strong? Is there, mm-hmm. do you maybe need to soften your approach a little <laughs> bit? Um, you know, I, I think it's just one of those things, again, so, you know, self-check. Check yourself yeah. uh, if you're not sure, you know. Maybe share a few of the emails that you've sent recently that you weren't sure about yeah. to someone you trust and say, hey, do you think I was a little too harsh here? Or do you think I could have softened this up a bit? Or do you think that this is a very lengthy email, too long to send mm-hmm. to somebody? Um, you know, there it, there are things to just definitely stop and, and look at and think about. Um, and then the conversation that you're having inside yourself and then the words you're saying out loud, um, you know, just again, check yourself, have that, um, awareness, have that, um, mindfulness of what are you putting out there and where can you do some nip tuck, you know, where can you improve and and, be kind Yeah, and and internal. And I mean that, and I think Be kind to yourself. That's what I was going to say. I think it's almost more important 
to be, it's, and it's harder for some reason for people to be kind to themselves, especially because a lot of people are told, you know, don't brag, don't be, you know, egotistical. And it's not that. There's a difference between being confident and being comfortable and being egotistical or being arrogant, which Absolutely. you don't want to cross that line. Sure. But you can't be, you can't be meek. You can't just. Especially in, in the way the world is. Now it's it's one of those things. There's just so much. I always feel like there's so much going on and happening so quickly. And mm-hmm. um, don't apologize for who you are. Be yourself, but come from a place of love and kindness and gentleness. And but start all of that with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, be be kindest to yourself because I think if you're kind to yourself, uh, it's gonna it's going to just kind of roll out into everything else that you're doing in your life. Yeah. And I I always feel that, you know, I can find the good in anybody. And I do. I actively look for the good. So everybody I meet starts with a clean slate. It's been very helpful. Some, you know, a lot of people have a tendency to hold people responsible for the actions of others. Mm -hmm. You know, this person cheated on me, so every guy is going to cheat on me. Or this person... Cheat, uh, treated me a certain way, so all people are going to be that, and it's, it's it's very dangerous to get in that habit. So, I find the good in everybody until they give me a reason not to. Mm-hmm. So it starts off with that clean slate, but why not do that for yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, find the good in in you, and even if that it's very difficult, but even if that means finding one thing a day that you like about yourself and focus on that instead of all the things that you don't like, Absolutely. you know, use the, it, there's a, you know, a lot of people will find that, you know, affirmations are cheesy or vision boards are cheesy or all of those things. But all it is, it's redirecting your mind to turn those negative thoughts around and use power words. Yeah. You know, I am good. I am strong. I'm beautiful. I am whatever these things are. Tell yourself that. Make it true. Make statements. Be affirm- affirmative about it. Yeah. No, it's it's so true. And, you know, also be one of those people who create those words uh, and share those words with others who maybe don't get to hear them yeah. very often, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just really take it upon myself to um, make sure that people who are fantastic human beings hear about it. Mm-hmm. I tell them time and time again, uh, tell people you appreciate them. Tell people you respect them. Those words also have a ton of power. Yes. Just saying, I appreciate you so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell my husband that all the time and talk about a person. I feel like he's always lifting me up and putting me on this yeah. pedestal. And again, I just am like, you know, he does so much kindness and and good, you know, for me. And I just always want to do the same for him. But that's in all of our relationships, I think, if if you let it. If you choose to, yeah. And that's that's it. Like, you know, choose to use words that are powerful for good Mm -hmm. and not the ones that are powerful for bad. It is a choice. It is. You know, and a lot of what we talk about on this podcast comes back to being honest with yourself, you know, and shifting that that mindset into your business relationships, your personal relationships, all of that, but just being more aware of the power in these things and what it means to who you are. So what what's good about you? Let's let's focus on that. Yep, focus on the good. Yeah. Kick the rest of the curb. Kick the rest of the curb. Heck yeah. I 
I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm feeling like uh, I feel strong. Okay. I feel inspired. I feel really happy that we have this podcast and uh, we're building a community. And uh, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited about all the people who've been reaching out to us. Just with just a few episodes out there in the wild, people mm-hmm. have said, man, you and Amanda are really fun to listen to. <laughs> or uh, I, I, I really appreciate the things you're saying. And, you know, maybe there's a nugget or two in every conversation that we have that if not anything else, just gets you thinking and reevaluating and, um, you know, just feeling inspired to, to make a change for yourself to help you grow a little bit more. Yeah, we would love so, to hear from you. So find us on the womanpreneurpodcast.com. And, you know, we'd love to hear your feedback. A review would be awesome. Um, and what you want to hear about. We want to hear how we can serve you and how we can share. And we've got some special guests that we're going to be having on soon, too. So let us know what kind of guests you'd like to see as well. Yeah, and if you want to talk about power words and, and what you do to... Uh, help or, you know, any, any, if you want to just keep the discussion going, we have our Facebook group. It's the Womanpreneur Podcast Community Group. Uh, And so we want to keep the discussion about this topic going there because I'm sure there are things that we will think about later or, you know, listening to this, maybe it triggered something for you and we'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. Until, till next time, we hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. We appreciate you. Thanks for tuning into the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time, you've got this.